Hi, hello, how are you? Welcome, sunshine, to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Jabel, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, transformational nutrition coach, registered diagnostic medical sonographer, and successful six-figure entrepreneur. I am obsessed with helping women navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively up-level your life starting today. What's ahead for you is so much greater than you could ever imagine. Remember to be kind, loving, and compassionate, especially with yourself. And remember to trust in your journey. You are in the middle of the magic. You are the magic. Hi friends, how are you? I hope you're having a beautiful week so far. Happy Monday. At this moment right now, it is Friday night and most people are out at the bar or doing their thing with their loved ones and I'm all like, it's been a week. It's been a very trying week. It's been a very tough week. It's been an emotional week and I just need to sit down and talk to y'all because like I said, you're my therapy. I want to start today saying that there are certain things in life that you think will never pertain to you. Okay. And I'm saying that in, in a way that like we see a lot around us every single day and we can't imagine what it would feel like to get the diagnosis or to lose somebody like that or whatever the case may be. We never think it's going to be us. Here's the thing. We need to widen our perspective and we need to become more conscious individually. This is going to have a positive effect on our society as well as ourselves if enough of us really can feel what we feel, if enough of us can stay upright with our vulnerability instead of spiraling down, it's going to naturally lead to more people being there for each other. Because ultimately, how you label it is how it appears, good, bad, or ugly. Never underestimate the power of your mind, and my mind was tested big time this week. How you work with things can really transform what seems to be. And working with the inner has the ability to transform the outer, though not in any linear way that you can put your finger on. So having the attitude that you want to grow from everything that comes to you makes it possible to use the label teacher. Everything is there to teach you something. And gradually opening up to difficult and painful things in our lives allows our hearts to become warmer toward ourselves and others. With that being said, What a week. What a year. Right now, it's May 13th, 2022. And reflecting back on the last few months, those of you that have been following me for a while, I went to Jamaica and I was drugged and I feel like I shouldn't have came back to America. To be honest with you, the way all of that happened, I was alone. It was a very scary, humbling experience. Um, I fell in love in the past few months. I also lost love in the past few months. It's been a trying time. I've been, you know, I've kind of, I'm slowly letting my business go so I can transition into being a naturopathic student and a future naturopathic physician. I've, you know, been taking classes. I'm starting to work 60 hours a week. There's been a lot of transitions, right? And there's a, there's a lot of power that comes with a transition and a lot of pain too. And with all that being said, my mom and dad were here this past week and we had the most 
wonderful, fabulous, memorable time. Lots of laughs. And their last night here, we were going to a Stevie Nicks concert at Red Rocks, which I knew would be the most memorable thing. First of all, it's Stevie Nicks. Second of all, it's Red Rocks. My life changed forever. That was the most incredible concert I've ever been to. And prior to that concert, I had a phone call with my fertility doctor. And some of you know, some of you don't, but I've been in the process of egg retrieval, just starting it. I've like, okay, this is a, this is an investment. It's anywhere from between five and 10 grand, depending on where you go, what you're doing, whatever. And I was like, I want this for me because my future right now in the next few years looks like me being a physician, like me being the best healer I can be. That's what I feel like my purpose is. So I just wanted the option later in life to have these eggs available to me had I not been able to have kids naturally, right? Or, you know, there's increased risks as we get older, just having the option. Or maybe these eggs were for a family that couldn't have kids. I don't know. I didn't know what it was for. I just felt that I wanted to do it. I felt called to do it. And I felt like now was a great time. So without going into a ton of those details, all I've had done really is an ultrasound and blood work ultrasound they were counting the follicles on my ovaries and the blood work they were looking at my levels I didn't really realize how significant the blood work was going to be so when the doctor was like yeah I got your results back like let's jump on a zoom call uh so we can go over the results my parents were sitting right in the living room and I was in my office and she's like so I have some news that I'm sad that I have to share with you and I was like okay um what you know what's going on And she was like, well, your levels aren't good. And I was like, what levels? Like thinking like, what could be wrong with my levels? Like I'm, I've been working with a naturopath. Like y'all, you know, my journey, if you know, my journey has been, it's been a trying one since I walked off the stage in July. And I have to tell you something about this news brought to the forefront of my mind. You know what? screw it. I'll just go be a professional bodybuilder the rest of my life and ruin my body. Like that literally crossed my mind for a moment because I was so sad and hurt and confused. So there's a level called AMH, anti-malarian hormone. And for somebody age 31, my age, um, the average level should be between three and four. And why is this significant? Because this level is exclusively of ovarian origin. So these numbers are directly from the ovary. There's nothing else, like no other organ's going to produce these levels, okay? So they're, they're levels that are from the ovary, okay? I don't know how to explain that any different. They're a marker that reflects your reproductive function or a decline in the function. So at age 31, your AMH levels should be, be between 3 and 4, okay? Minus 0.39. What does this indicate? Well, these numbers indicate the eggs available in my body. And this number is unchangeable. I was born with this number of eggs. And the number of eggs you're born with is the number of eggs you spend your whole life with. Although as you get older, this number tends to go down. However, I'm in prime reproductive age. So this is very abnormal. Okay. What does that mean? Number one, I'm not a good candidate for egg retrieval because I don't really have any eggs to retrieve. On ultrasound, they they like to see an average of greater than 10 follicles. I had two. And you go during certain times of your cycle and stuff. And so everything's running through my brain. Like, okay, you just got done bodybuilding. You just got done going, you know, you're just balancing things out. How accurate is this? Here's the thing, you guys. AMH levels, 
It's the number of eggs you were born with. There's nothing that I did or didn't do to influence that. It's, you know, and there is genetics that play a role in this. Um, without going into too much detail, my mom uh, went into menopause very young after having three kids. So there is some genetics that have to do with this, but my sister has twins, no problem getting pregnant or anything like that. So I don't really know. And so this level is a predictor also of menopausal transition. Um, and pretty much premature ovarian insufficiency or failure. Ovaries not working, no eggs available, very unlikely, you know, that anything like egg retrieval or anything would be possible for me. So I sat there and I was pretty stoic hearing this news and I, I, I just kept my stuff together, right? It's easy, you know, when you get the diagnosis, like it's cancer or you get the diagnosis, like you have, you know, this long to live or, or this isn't going to happen for you or whatever the case may be, your mind shuts off. And I know this because I work in the medical field. I see it every freaking day when the doctors come in and they have to give the news about the baby, right? Here's the weird, interesting, universal thing that I just can't make sense of is like, I've been in the, in the field for nine years in high risk pregnancy ultrasound. Like that's my focus. So I've been dealing with this, this, I don't know. I feel like I'm part of everybody. So many people's journeys when it comes to stuff like this, and you never think it's going to be you, right? And so at this time, no, I don't have a partner. And so it's been a little bit difficult, like uh, to feel my feelings, right? Uh, my mom and dad were here. I cried a little bit. I got some, you know, hugs. They're genuinely the best people in the world, but this is something that's going to take a long time to process. And it's not the end of the world. There's a lot of other options. I get that, but I'm being so vulnerable with you guys because I didn't expect this phone call. And sometimes in life, you get the phone call you don't expect. And how you react and what you tell yourself literally determines your destiny, literally determines the outcome of everything. So I get this number back and she said this combined with my FSH levels um, and my um, some of my other levels, mostly those two. And then my, my periods being irregular, but then also being very short, um, is just a sign that my ovaries are in like a menopausal transition, which is so insane to me. Like I just can't wrap my head around this. And like I said, increasing your AMH levels, like high AMH levels have a lot to do with PCOS. If you haven't heard of that, it's polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's awful. A lot of women are struggling with that today. Um, but increasing your AMH level doesn't increase the eggs in your ovary. Because like I said, the eggs multiply in your ovaries only once in your life. And that's before your birth. And they just gradually decrease throughout your reproductive life. So as I sat there, everything kind of in a blur, you know, I just thought, okay, I need to ask the right questions. You know, um, this is normally when a follow-up phone call is really good because at the moment, like when somebody says something like this to you, you don't hear anything after they say that. So I asked a couple questions about like what could have caused this, whatever. And there's genetics. There's also a 50-50 chance. There's a chromosome abnormality. She wanted to check for some autoimmune stuff, um, some antibody things, and then fragile X, uh, like I said. So I went in for extensive blood work yesterday, and it can take up to three weeks to get those results back. Like I said, I'm not banking on anything. It's a 50-50 chance. Um, but they really want to, what's tied to your reproductive organs mostly is your thyroid and your adrenals. And I have to tell you, my adrenals have been in adrenal exhaustion slash fatigue for years from bodybuilding. They're, my cortisol numbers, I've been through the roof. No matter how much meditation and yoga I do, they're exhausted. You know, in California, I was on three hours of sleep. I was on energy drinks. It was just 
that was my life and and I chose that life and I did that but I also wore my organs down big time I mean I got shingles I got really sick you know and so I was so far from the picture of health and it's funny because that's what society portrays as health. And so that's why I'm just an advocate for women and people to follow and do what you love, but the extremes aren't sustainable and you're hurting yourself in the long run. So I asked her a few questions. So we're going to get the blood work done. We're going to go over that. I'm happy she was transparent with me about um, the egg retrieval because I don't, you know, nobody needs to spend five, 10 grand, whatever the case may be. And something that's like, it's, I don't even know what the percentage is possible, but if there's no eggs in there, how, you know, what's the point of going in there? Like, I don't want any extra surgery. And here's the thing that really got me. She really started pushing birth control on me. Now, here I am going back to be a naturopath. I've been off birth control. Y'all, I was married in 2017. I got off birth control then. And then I got back on for a little while and was like, you know what? I don't like this. I don't like how I feel on it. It, I just, I don't know what I'm ovulating. I'm not intuitive. I just didn't like it. So I was like, I'm not going to do this just because you're going to tell me to. And I was like, what's your reasoning? And she was like, well, you're at an increased risk for cardiovascular disease and breast cancer and all the things. Well, guess what? I'm at an increased risk for that if I get on birth control too. Okay. So I just sat there and in the moments of silence, all I could think about was all of you. And maybe you're a doctor listening to this, or maybe you know nothing about healthcare and you just do what your doctor says. Either way, my heart broke for you. And I was like, what about all these people that have no background and they're just being told this over Zoom? And then then what are they they're gonna get they're gonna go down the slippery slope of Google and it's gonna be just a disaster. And they would have jumped right on birth control and like literally the notes from her say, I reviewed, you know, everything with Shauna and she declines birth control. It says, you know, that I'm not a candidate for the um, egg retrieval. She reviewed um, diminished ovarian reserve with me. Uh, And then, you know, she's, I told her I'm going to get a second opinion because I always believe in that. Um, A second opinion and just... I don't know, like I want to give my body more time to normalize and I want to get the chromosome testing and stuff back too before I get a second opinion. And then I'm also reaching out to some naturopaths that focus on fertility as well to see if there's any herbal supplements, anything I can take. In the meantime, I know my caffeine intake has went down a lot substantially, but I'm still switching more over to tea. I mean, I eat super healthy. Y'all, there's nothing I can do. And this is the part of life that's really hard because you want to look at yourself and be like, what did I do? Like, what can I do? And it's like, it's nothing you did or didn't do. It just is. And here I've been talking about that for so long. And wow, is this a prime example? Okay. So it's been two days. I got this news on May 11th, 2022. And it's been two days. And after my parents left, you know, I was on four hours of sleep yesterday. So I tried not to make any irrational decisions or anything. I just try to kind of be with myself and sit there. And, you know, when you're sleep deprived, you can do some crazy shit. So I tried not to do that. And I sat there and I talked to a couple close girlfriends. And I said, you know, this is leading me to my purpose. I feel that I'm going to deep dive into this research and make sure that no woman has to get this phone call. Like, hey, you were just born this way. Too bad. You can't have kids. Hopefully there, you know, we have other options for you. And hopefully those work out. Oh, my God. Okay. And I know, I know all of you out there can relate. If it's not personal, then it's somebody, you know, okay. And now I'm here living proof. Like you're going to be on this journey with me, I hope. And I'm just going to be so transparent with it all. And I hope it just helps one person. Okay. And there's so much irony in life. And unfortunately, when people get these kind of, you know, 
phone calls, they think it's end all be all. You know, if you get the cancer diagnosis, it's not, it's what you tell yourself. You know, your mindset has the power to change your life, to make you live longer. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I got off the phone. I didn't deep dive on Google. We went to the concert, had an amazing time. But the next day I did get on to go. I went through my college. I went to the peer reviewed articles and I wanted to look up AMH. I wanted to know more about this anti-malarian hormone. And she was spot on with everything and I didn't doubt it, but I have to read. I'm a big research when it comes to something that affects me. And I was like, okay, so I printed out articles, did some highlighting, looked at some chromosome things that could go on. So when I get my testing back, I can relate. But those of you that don't have access to that, like you're just on Google and Google will tell you anything. There's blogs, there's so much crap out there, right? So that's what I did. And I'm not trying to change the outcome, whatever this will be, will be. But it's interesting how you spend your whole life trying not to get pregnant, right? You spend your whole life, you know, trying not to get STDs. You spend your whole life trying to do these things and like, maybe they're just not even in the cards for you. Or like for me, I spent my whole life telling the men I was dating like, hey, beware, we got 14 sets of twins in my family. We're pretty fertile. How ironic. It just, it just kind of blows my mind. And of course, we make light of things in my family. So my dad and I had some humor with the chromosome abnormalities and telling me that there's, you know, oh, he always knew there was something wrong with me or whatever. And, you know, no offense to anybody out there, but my family, that's how we get through things. We make, it's just humorous. And we also feel our feelings too. So today was, I've been spending a lot of time alone. And today I went to yoga and all of me didn't want to go to yoga, but knew I needed it more than ever. And there's this pose and it's called the camel pose and it's a heart opener. So you go on your knees and, um, and you can tuck your toes under, you can leave them flat. And then you put your hands on your low back and you lift your heart to the sky and let your eyes follow up into the ceiling. And then you slowly bend backwards. And if you can, and if it's comfortable and it's where you want to be, you grab your heels and you literally are bent like a bridge. Okay. It's a huge heart opener. And all these years I've been doing yoga, these teachers always say, it can trigger an emotional release. If you feel weird, if you see things, if emotion, you become very emotional afterwards, like uh, this is what this pose does. And I'm all like, I've never had any kind of anything come up. Okay. Like nothing very significant anyway. And they say you may cry when you don't actually feel sad or might make you really happy for no reason. Super like just things. And I guess I've always tried to pay attention to it, but never really had much going on. So today I went and we did camel pose. And obviously we tend to shy away from things that are uncomfortable, right? Out of control or unfamiliar, all the things. And over time, it gets easier to push yourself into uncomfortable situations, but it's your natural instinct in times of distress to retreat and to run away. So I got into this pose today and it was okay. And then we had like two more postures afterwards and we laid down for Shavasana and I started bawling you guys we had cold lavender cloths on our on our eyes thank god i guess if you're gonna cry do it in hot yoga because you're already sweating and nobody knows if it's tears or (laughs) or sweat i was like okay wow and i just let it happen and i just laid there and i was like okay you needed to feel this you needed to cry and then i got in my car afterwards and and i cried and i just cried all the way home and i i don't i don't know it brought up a lot of things a lot of feelings and I shared this morning on Instagram kind of what was going on with me. Um, 
and, and I said I was going to do a podcast for this reason because it's long and it's very personal. So, so this is for some people, not for others, but think about child's pose. You know, I know a lot of you have heard of that. It's literally knees together, same thing, except you're down and your arms are stretched out forward. It's more comfortable, right? It's safe. It's calming. You bend forward, your eyes are down, your head, forehead's to the ground, but you can't really see anything. You don't really feel anything. And so sure, it has its safe, calm place in your life, but so does feeling things. And that's exactly what the camel pose did for me. Unpleasant things came up. Okay, so things like camel mix up things in your life and your brain. And sometimes life does require a dose of discomfort once in a while. And that's exactly what I got. Okay. I had to share that with you because do the things you don't want to do because that's when you need them the most. Like I meditated this morning, didn't want to sit there. Like I just, I'm very confused and a little bit lost right now. And I do start, I work a 10 day work day or stretch work day. I work a 10 day stretch of work at the hospital um, starting tomorrow. And so I, I wanted to be sure that I was feeling everything that I was feeling and allowing myself to feel this because I can numb with work. People numb with alcohol or sex or drugs or whatever. I numb, I can numb with work. I can numb with no sleep and I'm not going to do that again. And it's ironic that it's happening right now as I'm getting ready to go back into the hospital full time and, you know, pick up this biochemistry class starting Wednesday but I'm choosing to take a different path because I'm healing and I'm sharing this all with you, but I'm also hurting a lot, like a lot, a lot. All right. So what I want you to know is that however life is right now, life changes in an instant. One phone call. One anything. And... And if we don't take a moment to be with what we have right now, heavy and light seasons, you're going to feel stuck. Because the thing is, when your bubble bursts, you're walking through a very important doorway. And you can experiment with running back where it's comfortable, or you can stay on the other side of the doorway and relax there. And when I talked to my girlfriend the other day, she was like, Shauna, you're so interesting. Like your perspective on things, like all you do is think about other people. And here you are in the midst of like one of the hardest phone calls, you know? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, I know I'm not the only one going through this. So when your bubble bursts, even the most ordinary things in your life, like your furniture, your neighbor, your kitchen sink, doing dishes, doing laundry, how you walk down the street, they're stripped from their extra layers of imputed meaning imputed meaning. So you find yourself in a groundless open space. You just feel lost, a little bit empty. And this can last for a moment or it can last in the cases of severe shock. It can last much, much longer. But things are just as they are unfolding as they unfold. We are continually in search of confirmation and security. And I want you to prepare yourself for these experiences, getting familiar with emptiness, making sure you have a support system, Sit in the middle of what's going on right now and let go of any concepts or labels. Fall in love with feeling empty. And I am feeling so empty right now. And you know what's interesting is, I don't know if I want kids. I I didn't know. Like, I always did. And then I was like, I don't know. I just want the option. But when the option is stripped from you, and as a woman, 
it's different. It went through my mind like the conversations I'm going to have with somebody I fall in love with and I've spent my life with. Like a different, you know, having kids used to be a non-negotiable for me. Now I'm like, okay, what's the conversation going to look like about this? And so today in yoga, she said to set an intention. And I just said, surrender to what was, what will be, and ultimately what is. Because it's something I have no control over and neither do you. And until we accept that, it gets really hard to love our life and love who we are. And I love myself. It's kind of dangerous how much I love myself. I really do. And I know everything is happening for me. The amount of love and messages and people that have reached out to me in just the past 24 hours have been insane. Some people I've never even met in person. I want to leave you with this. Live a life that's not too tight and not too loose. Things can be stripped as quickly as they come. Have a sense of humor. This implies that you're open to how things spontaneously occur. You don't have to have fixed notions on how it will go or how you have to be. Just live in a state of love and compassion. And this will allow you to welcome the unwelcome. You may not like it. You may not see it as an opportunity to shift something in your own mind and heart at the moment. But it will eventually. And this shift changes your life. I'm here for you. Whatever you're going through, you're not alone. Thank you for being part of this journey with me. Thank you for listening to me be vulnerable and uncomfortable and talking about divorce and poop and, you know, not being able to get pregnant and not having the option to get pregnant and all the things. I'm just so grateful for you and you are not alone. Please don't feel like that. Please know you can always reach out to me. If you enjoyed listening to this, if you like my podcast, I just want to reach more people. So please do me a favor and take a minute to just leave a comment, give me a like, give me a star, give me something so we can reach more people because this is a conversation. This is a phone call. Nobody should have to get. But remember, if you live in a state of love and compassion, it will allow you to change your life. Have an attitude that you want to grow from everything that comes to you. You got this. You're amazing. I love you so much. Please take what you need and leave what you don't. Be sure to drink your water, eat your veggies, smile, be a kind human, give back. The world needs you just as you are.